Welcome to Daybreak Crypto, nighttime version. I'm here with uh, my coworker, Swiss, and we got a couple articles to dive into. I'll start us off, bud. Uh, I'm bringing this, uh, this uh, new story on Snack Club, which is a DAO that's focused on building out a blockchain gaming community. They are set to close a Series A round, and it looks like they're seeking to raise about $7 million through a private token sale. Uh, this is coming on the backs of a $9 million seed raise back in April. So they've done a lot of fundraising this year. Uh, the proceeds from this Series A round is uh, going to go towards, they're saying, R&D as well as their investment arm. Uh, but a little background on the company. So as I mentioned, their focus is really on uh, building out a blockchain gaming community. Uh, the reason why... I think this is interesting, and my guess is the reason why this attracted some investor interest is uh, because their sister company, Loud, is an already existing, fast-growing esports and lifestyle brand, uh, which is based in Brazil. Uh, Loud, again, the sister company, uh, was the first esports company to hit a billion views on YouTube. They still have over 12 million subscribers, and um, so... I, you know, there's an existing pretty successful uh, company here that uh, is going to be paired with Snack Club. Um, so, yeah, anyone can join Snack Club's DAO. There's no fee to participate. And, uh, you know, most of Snack Club's tokens will be reserved for the community. But um, really the plan here is for the DAO to mobilize Loud's fan base across its social media platforms and uh, focus on the same kind of content. So, uh did you get a chance to look at this and what did you think? Yeah, I thought this was notable in that they are a large community already and they have existing games and these, you know, the clan outfit. So what they're, what they seem to be doing in my view is this is, is a play on the, like the phase clan, like all those different people who monetize the communities and with the ability to maybe tokenize that they want to, it looks like host experiences that generate income for people who are participating. And that's a quote from their website. But what's unclear to me is what the token really does. Like they, they talk about it in the block article. It's just the governance token. So like, does that mean anything besides just being able to vote on polls or do you actually get, economic benefit from from the event i mean because that's what it says on the website it says that they want to host experiences that generate income for everyone that participates so i mean that would be a security if there's some kind of expectation of upside and so i'm just really unsure of what what is so great about the token um you know what i'm saying oh yeah yeah i mean there it seems like their big draw is they see that they have an existing community to try to, as you said, monetize and mobilize for and maybe in the crypto world rather than in the traditional gaming world. And um, yeah, so, you know, hey, we're going to provide you with governance so you, you can direct this DAO. Um, to what end, though? I, I I mean, you mentioned, you know, the, the, if the way you arrange it might run the risk of being labeled a security, but um and that's definitely, that's very real. Uh, so at this point, it just seems like we're a community. We're going to try to move this community towards crypto and then hopefully 
there'll be a monetization method at some point. But I'm gotcha. left with, I think, just as many questions as you are, because another twist here is that a lot of the games that they uh, invoke on their website are, you know, they're not games like they make um, or anything. Um, well, that was my next question was the games themselves. And so if this is a DAO that's investing in games, um, that's kind of neat. I mean, that's almost what it suggests on the about page. Like they invest in projects that focus on building community and maybe they can make some money off that. But I, I really think the, the, the goal is trying to figure out how, how like it says play and earn. Right. So mm -hmm. if they're going to reward users with the token somehow, but the people that are invested, I would note are typical institutional investors, right? You have jump crypto, you have Animoca brands, of course, they're in like every deal we see these days, it seems like. And yeah. so, um, well, that was actually their, their seed round had those guys on it. So, um, I think that the people that are involved in this deal seemed, or at least previous deal seem to be well regarded. Um, and this one note uh, at the end here, I found interesting. The Blocks Research July funding recap shows that NFT and gaming startups have been particularly popular in the last 12 months over the sector. And that's kind of one of the trends we have seen a lot of. Mm -hmm. It's the DAOs, it's the gaming, and then also the NFT infrastructure is still getting funded like crazy. Yeah, I saw that I wrapped gaming and NFTs together. I just suspect that I wonder how that breaks out. Um, you know, we've seen some yeah. gaming, Web3 gaming, but I would suspect that's mostly NFT based uh, getting uh, types of uh, companies getting those uh, investments. But I think so. I mean, that, and that gets it. I mean, that's a solid segment to the other article here for Git Pope. So, um, Git POAP, proof of attendance protocol. This is a team, Git Pope, raising $4 million to bring GitHub contributions on chain. At first, I read that and thought that this was like a on chain version of GitHub, but what this actually is, it's a sort of reputation system that connects to GitHub and rewards contributors to different open source projects with Pope, uh, Pope or an NFT. So the POAP, it's like a, just a small, simple NFT that you usually get if you attend a, an event or like a web conference or a podcast or something. A lot of people will give out these little NFTs for rewarding you to attend their, their, con their event or consume their content. But this is actually pretty interesting because it's a way to try to build a reputation, an on-chain reputation system for GitHub, which is the open source software tool that's well known. And so following the Tornado Cash news a week or two ago, I thought maybe this was tied to that, but I don't think it is. Um, this People on, on the list with this round, Avalanche... Uh, protocol labs and POAP itself. And then also angel investors like Balaji. He's a well-known guy. He's former Coinbase CTO, um, does a lot of angel investing. So the the people who are involved in this are, are very notable and it's a cool idea. I will be interested to see if this goes anywhere beyond um, just GitHub reputation. 
but mm-hmm. you know, cause there's, there's potential, this is an interesting use case for NFTs that are, it's a new use case, I guess. Yeah. Um, not yeah. just a simple like mm-hmm. profile pick or kind of, one of these kind of oddities. It's, it seems like a real use case. So what did you think? I think I went through the same initial confusion as you, because at first I thought it was <laughs> uh, putting meta, like putting data on chain, which I thought, oh, that's a good idea. You know, uh, make it uh, so that for GitHub, for example, like, you know, these kinds of tools will be available to all who can see the chain and assuming it's a public chain. But um, that's not the case. So we'll put that aside. I won't cause any more confusion. Um, no, I mean, like this, this is like a social value system. Uh, and uh, one thing I thought is it could provide some uh, credibility to users in an anonymous environment. Um, because if the chain says, it, it, this is proof that this person uh, it was in attendance at these, these, um, I don't know, like uh, these Twitter spaces, the, the, this person was involved with these GitHub uh, projects, like building out uh, effectively a resume that is uh, indisputable and immutable could provide some credibility in a space, like I said, that, that um, as we've seen, uh, can be difficult to actually come by in crypto. Um, a lot of people say that they're one thing and they aren't always that. Um, so I like that. I guess the question I have is if you create an NFT, like what's, what's the upside here? What's the, like, what's the business model here? So let's say that I participate, I get a lot of, uh, you know, a high score or I get a lot of proof of attendance and now I own an NFT that represents um, my attendance and my credibility. Like, does anyone find that to be valuable other than me? And if I already own that, then, I mean, kind of hard for me to monetize that kind of NFT. So what market would there be for this? And so that, that was kind of the question I was I was having was like, if you create these NFTs, is there a market for them? I don't think so. I think yeah. it's more of a, a reputation system. So I could be wrong about this, but when I view the documents, they talk about why did they build this? Well, they had this these problems as Web3 builders, finding people... Um, who can do the work. And if you have a a reputation system, so what's unique about this is they've created a pattern recognition system to identify and reward meaningful contributions to open source projects. So they have some way of analyzing how uh, GitHub repos are changed and edited by individuals or merged or different like things that happen when you use that platform as as a developer. And they're able to somehow give more points to those contributions that they've been able to deem more meaningful. And so you have a way of building a resume as a user. So you monetize it by building a reputation and showing potential teams that you might want to work for your profile, your reputation profile, and they can just Mm -hmm. go and see it. Now, obviously, they could just go your GitHub profile, but I think this is trying to add a layer onto that to show... Because anybody, I think, can just like make a bunch of changes. But I think this is trying to, to different repo sets, to different coding pages. Like, uh, I think if you were being rewarded to to, to um, upkeep Wikipedia articles or something, like there's a potential mm-hmm. use case here. Uh, having a reputation system for Wikipedia uh, to, to delineate between people who are just like deleting up 
a word off of a page versus those who are actually writing real biographies of the people of the article or whatever. So that it's an interesting thing as far as monetizing it from a platform standpoint, they could maybe charge recruiters to have access to like uh, a, a behind the scenes version. Like on LinkedIn, you can pay as a recruiter to use like a different page, mm, uh, right. a different, they have a different product built there that you could pay. It's like two grand a month, but you can, yeah. you can, you can recruit and dig into the different people that you want to like target. So that could be done with this. Mm-hmm. I could charge you a thousand dollars a month and maybe even more if you're a web three builder hiring devs um, to, to get some analytics and try to find these people. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'll- I mean, I, I like that idea better than the idea of just scaling it and then starting to charge or finding a way to charge users. So, um, no, I like that idea. Uh, one other thing I thought was pretty cool is these proof of attendance. It's a proof of attendance protocol. And uh, so, you know, they can be digital. Like, that's kind of what we're talking about or what, you know, through um, commits on GitHub. But, um, you know, you, this could also be uh, physical. So you might go to a meetup or you might go to a convention and get a physical badge and then you can link that up to your, you know, your wallet or whatever, or your, your NFT on the chain. So, um, no, that's well, yeah, a and this, interesting bit. to your, to your point earlier, it says, I, I got into this FAQ page and the, the NFTs are not soul bound to the wallet, so they can move around, I guess, but they even caveat it by saying this is an area of research and we strive to do what's best for the ecosystem. So I don't think they don't want people just farming a great profile on GitHub and then selling it. Like that, it's clear that's not what they want to do, but I don't know how you prevent that. Mm-hmm. If if you allow them well, to yeah. be transferred, then couldn't they just happen? I mean. No, exactly. That's right. It's like you build a great, it's like those wow accounts that people would farm for you. Yeah. You know, so um yeah, that would be an issue. That would be that would undermine, I think, the entire point. So, because um, if yeah, well, the four, person... four million dollars, four million dollars to build the reputation system. Uh, let's see yeah. if they can do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a cool idea, but oh, yeah. uh, I would love to know a little bit more about that too, like what the business model is looking like, or how they're going to capture revenue from this, or maybe they're not even. I, I feel like they have an idea, uh, yeah. probably. But maybe we should just ask them. I think we should. Yeah. Hope we can get them Deal. on. That'd be great. Let's do it. Okay. Well, then uh, look forward to that on a future episode. And uh, thanks again, for everyone, for tuning in and joining us. We'll be back soon. See you, bud. See ya.